Turin. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. None dare call it murder, but a nurse, a former ICU nurse now, has called the violence of the vaccine promotion attendant to murder. A former ICU nurse in North Carolina, Morgan Wallace, during a meeting of the New Hanover County School Board in Wilmington, said, I'm a 10-year employee of New Hanover County Hospital. I worked in the cardiovascular ICU for five years. I was your last line of defense with COVID. Everyone who died with COVID should be considered murdered, she said. Early treatment has always been effective. Wallace, a highly decorated and respected nurse at the New Hanover Hospital, added, I also watched the entire staff at the hospital, including my unit, get vaccinated and then still got COVID. And I chose to walk out and stand up for what is right. Since quitting her job as an ICU nurse over the vaccine mandates, she started her own practice. She said, I am the only person in town treating COVID patients prior to hospitalization. Welcome to Viewpoint, friends. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation with ever-increasing conviction. As always, talk that transforms. And that may sound a little dramatic. None dare call it murder. But sometimes it's necessary to call something what it really is. Instead of using euphemisms and dancing around the subject, maybe somebody has to cut to the chase and call something what it really is. We become experts at changing the language in order to try to, well, be nice. How long can you be nice when people continue to drop dead because of the insistence, in fact, legal force to promote and demand vaccinations, which are not vaccinations, by the admission of the CDC, and are already causing massive deaths and injuries throughout the world populace. Today on Viewpoint, we're going to see what that really looks like. As much as we can within the next 50 minutes, and I'm glad you've joined us. In Virginia... Where this broadcast emanates from on the shores of the James River, the birth river of America, state Democrats blocked ivermectin treatments and killed public comment about it. This is violence, friends. This is political violence, what they did. I want you to listen to this. A party that uses the name Democrat that is not Democratic at all. A bill in the Virginia State Senate that would have allowed health care workers, providers to prescribe ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine was blocked by Democrats after they shut down a public comment session and ordered state capitol police officers to remove the citizens from the chamber. Now, there was no violence. But here is the leader of the Senate, Senator State Senator Louise Lucas, 
I have a picture of her right now. And as a demonstration of her violence and her violent attitude, she takes the bill, rips it up, and crumples it right before the public eye. After the 9-6 party line vote, Senator Lucas banged her gavel and ordered police officers to remove the doctors, the family members of COVID patients, and others who came to speak in favor of the bill. A woman cried out, Virginia's are dying, and she was ordered to leave. Another woman shouted, tyrants, and she and others were kicked out. The sponsor of the bill, Republican State Senator Amanda Chase, a Christian woman, told the national file that Democrats will legalize marijuana but prohibit the use of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine for the treatment of COVID in a right-to-try state like Virginia. In other words, in Virginia, the law says you have a right to try even though something may not be absolutely uh, prescribed or absolutely diagnosed or or designed for a particular treatment. Didn't match into the Democrat Party. They said, no, we're not even going to follow that law. Get out of here. One of the doctors who would have been immediately impacted by the legislation was Dr. Paul Merrick of Eastern Virginia Medical School, who is suing a Norfolk hospital for banning him from prescribing ivermectin to his COVID-19 patients. Merrick was co-author of a peer-reviewed study, peer-reviewed study published in February by the American Journal of Therapeutics that found that ivermectin reduces coronavirus infections, hospitalizations, and deaths by about 75%. Ivermectin in more than 30 trials around the world causes repeated, consistent, large-magnitude improvements in clinical outcomes at all stages of the disease, according to the study. Dr. Merrick said that the data are overwhelming. We're in a pandemic, and this is an incredibly effective way to combat it. The problem is they don't want to combat it. There's the violence to promote the vaccine. And we have to understand why that is. Ivermectin has been shown to be effective as a preventative and early and late stage treatment in 130 studies. But many pharmacists and doctors, along with Dr. Merrick, have disclosed that healthcare management, that is, in hospitals and other places, is barring them from prescribing ivermectin. And the drug was the target of a media and government disinformation campaign, dismissing it disingenuously as horse dewormer. Why did the government do that? Why did the media promote that line on behalf of the government? It has to do, friends, with a kind of violent promotion of these vaccines, which are not vaccines. Meanwhile, Ivermectin, whose inventors won a Nobel Prize, has a better safety record than several vitamins, with an average of only 160 adverse events reported every year. It has been safely administered several billion times around the world, virtually eradicating diseases uh, such as river blindness in Africa. 
In September of last year, more than 8,600 scientists and physicians from around the world signed a declaration condemning public policymakers of, quote, crimes against humanity, unquote, for restricting life-saving treatments such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine while quashing debate and scientific inquiry. Why the quashing of debate? Why the quashing of scientific inquiry? Why? That's the big question. Why? None dare call it murder, except Morgan Wallace, a veteran ICU nurse who said, this is ridiculous. These people are getting COVID and dying, and it's tantamount to murder. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we're dealing again with this issue of uh, COVID, the vaccine, the virus, the vaccinations, and uh, where things stand in that regard. Truth is coming out, but it's coming out too late for millions of people. Too late. What has been the motivation behind? the violent promotion of so-called vaccines, which were understood to not really be vaccines at all. Why were they promoted and given the impression through the media and through Dr. Fauci and through the CDC and through the doctors that are delivering their messages in lockstep around the world and across America Why is it that they did not inform the public directly and continually that these shots were never intended or expected to stop the spread of the virus or to prevent anyone from getting it? That's the truth. They were never intended or expected to prevent anyone from getting the virus or to prevent anyone or any group from spreading the virus. So what were they intended to do? Again, I repeat, they were intended only to reduce the more serious symptoms if and when you got the virus. It's a very simple way of expressing it. It goes to the motivation of the heart. It goes to the motivation of the mind. And then one must get behind the motivations of the mind and heart to find out what the root motivations really were. And it's all about money. It's all about power. And it's all about control. 
period. And fear was fomented by those who should have been reducing fear, was fomented intentionally in order to, shall we say, violently drive the demand for vaccines, which were not vaccines. This is sheer wickedness, my friends. I have in front of me a letter that uh, I received from Dr. James Wheeler, one of our listeners, actually. He says, a frontline physician for 25 years, I just wanted to write to thank you so much for your extensive COVID coverage. This global wickedness that we are experiencing together is nefarious to the core and most certainly is anti-material for sure. He said, I have treated several hundred COVID patients over these months and applaud your extensive knowledge of COVID and grasp of the different therapeutics and barriers to care that we deal with on the daily basis. I appreciate that email. Another wrote, your programs on the COVID pandemic are so informative and give me hope. I will not take the jab. I invoke my rights under Title VII to my federal employer. But most of my colleagues took the jab because they believe anything Dr. Fauci says or they're scared to lose their jobs. Why are they scared to lose their jobs? Because they've been threatened. That is a form of violence, friends. When you cannot hold your job unless you get a jab that is not ever intended or designed to prevent you from getting the virus or to keep you from spreading it, just to reduce the symptoms if you get it, and they're still going to take away your job if you don't. That's violence. That's force or threat of force, a kind of force that very few people could possibly resist because now what am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to feed my children? How am I going to do anything if I can't work? Now, I want to apply this again, my friends. It may be difficult or painful to hear this, and I'm sorry, but we either want to hear truth or we don't. As Christians, we either want to know the truth and live in it or we don't. We have to decide. The whole Bible is written, was given to us to help us make the decision. Not just the decision to make a confession of Christ but it's a decision to walk in full trust in Christ. You see, a declaration of a relationship without the trust in that relationship reveals that that isn't much of a relationship, if, if at all. And here's the problem. There is rapidly coming on the heels of this violence of vaccine promotion Another step that is going to envelop this planet. 
The next time, it will be more severe. It most likely will not be about a pandemic, but it will be an effort to compel every man, woman, and child to take what is referred to as the mark of the beast. This is precisely what the Great Reset, which is a euphemism for the New World Order, is working toward. And when Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, declared that this moment of the pandemic had to be seized so as to advance the cause of the New World Order, what was he really talking about? He was talking about This is our moment. This is the thing that we have been setting the stage for for decades, and we are not going to let this pass, and we are going to use every ounce of force or violence or threat of force to compel people through fear to take this vaccine so that when the mark of the beast comes down shortly, which they're not going to call the mark of the beast, They're going to have all kinds of wonderful things to say about it, to sell it, to market it to you. But when that comes, you will have already been prepared. That's exactly what they have been about, to prepare you to succumb or be seduced by the promises and the threats and the fear-mongering to receive the coming mark that will express and declare your final and ultimate allegiance to a counterfeit Messiah called the Antichrist and a one-world government. Is there any way that I could make this more plain? Now, you can, you can, you can say, I don't want to hear it. I understand that. You don't want to read the Bible either, do you? Not really. An awful lot of people don't want to read the Bible. You know why? Because they're afraid of what they're going to find in it. So they think ignorance is bliss. No, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is destruction and damnation. Somebody has to put it out straightly and not beat around the bush anymore and stop playing pretend. Stop acting like children, little bitty children. No, friends, we're supposed to be growing up and maturing in the ways of the Lord. We're supposed to be taking God at his word. We're supposed to be preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour, aren't we? Is that not what the Bible tells us to do? That's what Jesus' parables, almost all of them were about getting ready, preparing, Understanding the times. Don't build your house on a, on sand. Build it on a solid rock. Don't be like the people were in Noah's day. Don't be like the people were in Lot's day. No. You're called to be a holy nation. A righteous people. A people whose heart and soul are absolutely committed without reserve to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who's coming back soon, but whose coming back will be preempted by a counterfeit. 
and a world government that is going to promise the most amazing care for you. And you'll be able to rest in their promises for a very short period of time until you realize Satan doesn't keep his promises because he has ulterior motives to steal your soul. Why would I bring a message like this? Why would God, in his mercy and in his compassion, bring a message like this to people if he didn't love them? Why? Is God trying to tyrannize us? No. It's the enemy of your soul, of our souls, friends, that's trying to tyrannize us through fear. And as the Bible says, fear has torment. I've chosen to interleave. I feel just compelled of the Holy Spirit to interleave before we go into deeper, deeper facts uh, concerning COVID, concerning the uh, what has been discovered now, the the latest developments with regard to all of this, it is quite unbelievable. But it's true. The question is, are we going to receive what is now coming, even though we've been told something totally opposite for two years? You're going to have to make a choice. We're all going to have to make choices. Now, this is not about trying to make you feel bad or to condemn you if you have taken the jab. If you've taken the jab, you took the jab. It's as simple as that. You don't know what's going to happen to you in the future as a result of having taken the jab because you refused to hear or heed any of the warnings that came from many, many respected doctors around the world, including the founder and developer of the mRNA uh, procedure that enabled these so-called jabs to be made, Dr. Robert Malone, who has come out and warned the world most recently a week ago, saying, stop, for the sake of the world, stop. Why would he say that? It's cost him his financial and reputation as a doctor amid those who can bless him with all of the blessings that a Dr. Fauci commanding $5 billion can do. But he cared too much for the truth and too much for you. The same is true for God. He loves you too much not to tell you the truth. Now, I appreciate so much with what one listener wrote uh, about uh, the programs on the COVID pandemic that were so informative and give her hope. She said, may you continue to be a beacon of light in an increasingly evil world. Thank you so much, sister. A beacon of, beacon of light in an increasingly evil world world. The CDC. Last month, the CDC chief made a startling admission about COVID deaths 
and the media couldn't even believe it. The director, Rochelle Walensky, made remarks essentially admitting that people who were already unwell are the ones dying from the virus, even if they were vaccinated. She said the overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So when you hear that 900,000 Americans died from the, from the virus, it's not true. In fact, the reality is that probably no more than half of that number did, if even that many. Because the truth has been hidden from you. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. Today, we ask the question, will any dare call it murder? The violence of vaccine promotion. The question was asked, how many people have died as a result of COVID-19 vaccines? So when CDC Director Rochelle Walensky and top White House coronavirus advisor and National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases Dr. Anthony Fauci appeared before a Senate committee. A senator posed the question. What question? How many people have died as a result of COVID-19 vaccines? That is what we might have said 40 years ago, the $64,000 question. Today, it's the $64 billion question because of the underlying motivation for driving, violently driving through false representations and fear, the promotion of these jabs. Interestingly, though, amid the most ambitious vaccination effort in the history of the world, Doctors Valinsky and Fauci didn't have an answer. Well, maybe they didn't have an answer or they choose chose not to answer because of the profound implications of the truth. So Senator Tommy Tuberville from Alabama noted that the number of COVID-19 vaccine deaths is in the thousands. Actually, the, the thousands are just what the CDC had revealed through the VAERS 
reporting agency. He said, is the government intentionally hiding vaccine-related injuries and deaths? He went on to ask, do we keep numbers of people that die following taking this vaccine? Do we have any idea? Absolutely yes, the CDC director said. I couldn't give you the absolute number off the top of my head. So Senator Tuberville turned to Biden's top health advisor, Dr. Fauci. He said, do you know, Dr. Fauci, do you have any clue on that? In other words, how many people have died for the vaccine? Dr. Fauci answered, I don't have a number. Now, how is it that these two people who are at the head of the class, so to speak, who are being trusted by the American people to deliver the truth concerning a dangerous virus, how is it that after two years they still don't have an answer? The answer? They don't want to provide the answer because it will upset the purpose for which they have driven the vaccine promotion. And why was that? Massive profits for multinational corporations like Pfizer and Moderna and J&J. Much of which enters the pockets of politicians and enters the pockets of these national agencies that are supposed to be promoting our health but are being used by the pharmaceutical companies to actually undergird, underwrite, and help promote even more monies to be made to come on board and basically be their surrogate salespeople. In addition to that, as if that were not enough, it's also about power. If you can tell people what they have to do or what they can't do, that's power. If you have that power across the uh, entire uh, world or the nation, that's power. But it, there are other nations were relying upon Dr. Fauci and our CDC as truth tellers. But they weren't truth tellers. They had ulterior motives. That means hidden false motives. Nefarious motives. Despicable, wicked motives. And finally, control. What you can bring people to fear allows you to have almost complete control of the populace. But for what purpose? Just to make sure they get a jab? No. This is about something much, much bigger than that, my friend. It's about the greater goal. The greater goal here was, as as uh, Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum, said, this is about finally realizing a one-world government. 
This is about finally bringing about the great reset, a euphemism for a one-world order. That was the greater goal. Still is. And as the power and force of this violence of vaccine promotion is starting to wane because whether it's the truckers in Ottawa, Canada, now metastasizing into the U.S. and all over the world, reacting to and saying, we are not going to take these mandates anymore. We're not going to take it. Now, that spirit, friends, ultimately has to be quashed because it will not help Dr. Fauci, Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden, John Kelly, uh, Kerry, or any of those who are promoting the new world order and global government will not help them achieve that. Therefore, they will have to find another way even more severe in order to gain dominion over you and me. That is leading inexorably to what the Bible calls this mark, this infamous mark that will be used and driven, marketed, not only by government, but by a spiritual representation called a false prophet. Read about it in Revelation chapter 13. The false prophet will conceive this system to help market it and sell it to the entire planet to achieve this long-desired global government, the rebuilding of the Tower of Babel, the spirit of Babel, which the whole Bible warns about. Now, those things having been said, if you do not already have a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter, I I just implore you to get a copy. Really, for your own, for your own spiritual protection, safety, that of your children, your grandchildren, pastors, for those that uh, you have charge over that are trusting you to tell them the truth, the whole truth, and not to hide, not to play pretend, but to get serious. Because if you don't now, the day is coming when those people are going to react to you and scream Why didn't you tell me? Your children, why didn't you tell me, Mom? Why didn't you tell me, Dad? What were you afraid of that you wouldn't tell me? That you wouldn't prepare me? The book, Antichrist, how do I get, how do I identify the coming imposter? $23, $22, by the way, $22 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org, 
Give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Antichrist, how to identify the coming imposter. Now, how does this violence take place? Well, here's an illustration. The man said he was not inoculated, but he follows other COVID guidelines. So a Canadian judge stripped the father of his visitation rights, arguing that it is not in the best interest of his 12-year-old child to have visitation rights because the father doesn't have a COVID-19 vaccination. The judge said while it would normally be in the best interest of the child to see his father, he ruled it is not in his best interest to have contact with him if he is not vaccinated and is opposed to health measures in the current epidemiological context. First of all, the good judge is ignorant. Just totally ignorant. He's bought the, he's drunk the Kool-Aid to the max. All he's doing is echoing in the echo chamber that which Dr. Fauci and uh, uh, the CDC and, and others are saying. It's, it's amazing the ignorance out there. This is force or threat of force, friends. This is a compelling of people, a violent compelling of people to get the vaccine or else. A Pfizer whistleblower claims to have documentation that 200,000 people have died inside of a week of receiving the deadly shot. An insider at Pfizer said, I have documentation. We'll be right back after this, friends. And we've just barely started. We're going to have to really hop into our chariot here and get those horses moving because we have a lot more to cover. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. We must move quickly here to illustrate the further violence of the vaccine promotion and uh, where things stand currently, and I welcome you back to Viewpoint. 
EU admits frequent booster shots weaken the body's immune system. European Union, top health agency, warning that getting boosted every four months could harm the immune system's ability to fight off the disease. In fact, to fight off any disease, friends, because it's destroying the immune system. The World Health Organization, WHO, said in a statement that a vaccination strategy based upon repeated booster doses of the original COVID-19 vaccines is unlikely to be appropriate or sustainable. That's nice words saying it's worthless. Now, again, the title of the program today, None Dare Call It Murder. The violence of vaccine promotion. So here we go. Experts reacting to a Project Veritas report that presidential advisor Anthony Fauci went ahead with dangerous gain-of-function coronavirus research after other federal officials deemed it too risky, says it was essentially the intentional manslaughter of millions. All right, so we're going to downgrade the charge from murder to manslaughter. But it's the killing of millions with knowledge. The Project Veritas report cited secret government documents revealing that the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, commonly known as DARPA, determined that a request for funding for gain-of-function research was too much of a risk. But shortly after, Dr. Fauci's organization went ahead with the research in Wuhan, China, and at several sites across the U.S. Dr. Fauci has repeatedly maintained under oath that the National Institute of Health and his organization have not been involved in gain-of-function research. But, according to the documents, DARPA certainly classified the research as gain of function. So Dr. Fauci is playing word games. Just playing word games. He's not sincere. But because of his role, and particularly because... He is the right hand, shall we say, of Joe Biden and the Democratic Party with regard to this issue. No one will touch him. He feels insulated so that he can lie, deceive, dissimulate, prevaricate, whatever word you want to use to hide the truth that he is the one that launched all of this intentionally. I didn't say that he intended to kill all the people. He intended to launch this gain-of-function study, which was so dangerous and so high-risk that DARPA rejected it said, no way, we're not going to do that. You can look to China 
as the cause. But maybe it was Dr. Fauci. Maybe it was a complicit thing with Dr. Fauci and China and the Wuhan lab. But it was Dr. Fauci who funded and insisted upon doing this in spite of its rejection by DARPA. In fact, DARPA's rejection letter charged that the proposal does not mention or assess potential risks of gain of function. So you decide. We report, you decide. Now, here is the latest. If you have not heard of this, you're about to. You will never again be able to say that you didn't hear it. Researchers at the Johns Hopkins University conducted a systematic review and analysis of thousands of studies to determine whether or not there is empirical evidence to support the belief that lockdowns reduce COVID-19 mortality. You know what they concluded? That such policies are ill-founded and should be rejected. In other words, should have been rejected. While this analysis concludes that lockdowns have had little to no public health effects, they have imposed enormous economic and social costs where they have been adopted, the researchers wrote. In consequence, lockdown policies are ill-founded and should be rejected as pandemic policy, a pandemic policy instrument. They found lockdowns in Europe and the United States reduced COVID mortality by only two-tenths of a percent on the average. In other words, virtually nothing. And shelter in place, an average of 2.9%. Again, almost nothing. There was no broad-based evidence showing non-pharmaceutical inventions had any noticeable effect on COVID mortality. Do you realize what has happened? It's exactly what we've been saying right here on Viewpoint for two years now. All this was done in order to bring the people, the populace of America and the world under control. To prepare you to be willing to receive any government edict to do its will. The conclusion by the John Hopkins researchers are consistent with other studies of hard data from around the world showing the lockdowns and other severe mitigation measures didn't stop the typical waxing and waning of a respiratory virus pandemic. You know why? Because it is elementary science that viruses cannot be controlled. Did you hear that? You can't control them. A virus is a virus. And by tr- the more they tried to control it, the more they actually created new viruses or 
variations of the viruses that they gave names to because a virus will do anything it can to avoid that which you're trying to stop it. This report came from Israel yesterday. 80% of serious COVID cases are fully vaccinated. Israel is probably the third most vaccinated country in the world. And are Israeli hospitals really overloaded with unvaccinated COVID patients? According to Professor Yaakov Jaras, director of Yechilov Hospital's coronavirus ward, the situation is completely the opposite of what we have been told. He said most of our severe cases are vaccinated. They had at least three injections. Between 70 and 80% of the serious cases are vaccinated. Only 20 to 25% of our patients are unvaccinated. So our president, this, this is characteristic not only of Israel, friends, but the whole world. These statistics are consistent. Our president has lied to us. Either he has lied openly and notoriously to us, telling us that all of this is the the problem of the unvaccinated. So as to divide the country and create animosity between those who chose to submit and those who said, no, this is not right. And when the president consistently goes out and says, with a straight face, this is a problem of the unvaccinated, he is basically calling for the open, outright rejection of people in whatever way you can reject them, social rejection, economic rejection, because they're the problem. I want you to listen to me very, very carefully. That is exactly what's going to happen as the Great Reset moves into position, which is supposed to be concluded by 2030. That's just eight years away. I want you to take the situation with regard to COVID and the vaccine and superimpose it in a religious sense, upon the Jewish and Christian communities. When it comes to the Great Reset and the One World Government, those who reject the mark or who argue against it are going to be deemed, just like the unvaccinated today, are going to be deemed social exiles. They are going to be deemed enemies of world health and peace. And they must be eradicated from the earth. When you read my new book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, your eyes and your heart is going to be open to an understanding 
of the vast implications of this moment in human history. If you sense a certain amount of passion in my voice, in my spirit, as I talk about these things, you're right. I'm not going to carry on with some wild gestulations and so on. No, we're not going to do that here. It's not about sensationalism. You can hear, you can decide whether you're not, whether you're going to receive or not, whether you're going to believe or not. I'm presenting the evidence. You must respond. And you will. You are responding. Two days ago, a fully vaccinated New Mexico Democrat suffered a stroke. 49 years of age, had no underlying health problems, but was fully vaccinated. No underlying health problems, but was fully vaccinated. Meanwhile, a vaccinated 20-year-old young lady from St. Petersburg, Florida, is fighting for her life after suffering a heart attack, is now facing a double-leg amputation for the knee down, was admitted to the Tampa General Hospital with severe leg pain, diagnosed with myocarditis, uh, mild pneumonia, cyanotic, and acidosis, and uh, rhombomyelitis, whatever it is. A few hours after being admitted, her heart stopped. Over the span of an hour and a half, she had to have be revived two more times. Ultimately, her condition deteriorated so quickly and so badly, they have to amputate her legs. Fully vaccinated are you beginning to get the message more than 400 studies expose the failure of COVID-19 measures then Dr. Fauci admits well the COVID vaccines might actually make people worse it wouldn't be the first time thanks for joining us friends I hope this has been helpful today Go to our website, make a generous gift to help us to continue the program, to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. Get a copy of the book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter, on the website, saveus.org. God bless. Let's be honest with ourselves and with God. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grismeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.